Thanks again for joining. Don't get this twisted. I am the professor along with my co-host, Tina. How are you doing today, Tina? I'm good. How are you? Awesome. I'm doing okay. I can't complain too much. And if I do, people will stop listening. Agreed. (laughs) It's very true. So today I thought I'd bring up something that's kind of on a lot of people's minds um most times because we're all into relationships my thing was what is love Mm. (laughs) like really at least from our definition or our interpretation and from the people we know obviously lots of people bounce things off of us we've talked an extent about each other and friends that we've been with yes i thought i'd start as always we like to give a clinical definition from uh webster's so the 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 clinical one for this for love is pretty simple it's a noun we'll take the noun because i think this is the best one an intense feeling of deep affection Hmm. i think that hits it on the head what do you think i don't know i would have said of deep emotion but affection go with that yeah i mean Sure. I think we can substitute the word there. Yeah. Uh, emotion and affection. I think with, with deep emotion, you get deep affection. Kind of, if kind of if a, you're lucky. <laughs> yes. It's a stepping point. Generally. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. I think that, that love is a kind of a, a slippery slope with how we all feel about it from different points of view. Um, I, I like to, to think of it kind of like the definition what do you think love is or what would be your your definition of it what love is to me sure well personally when i'm in love i want to share intimate thoughts feelings and emotions i find i breathe that person in i know how they smell how they taste i i could hear their voice played back in my head um i listen to every word they say and i strive to be a better person because of what they would think or what their impression would be otherwise. Um, I like to really understand them and love with intensity. There's, um, I don't know, if you're just open, completely open and, and loving and just let it out, let whatever you are out, if you found the right person, the right person will take that in and run with it. You know, they'll, they'll appreciate that about you. And in that raw emotion and being completely real and honest, you, you tend to learn a lot about yourself. Yeah. um, I'll go with that. I think almost everything you said is definitely, it's the most intense feeling you can get to me. Uh, Love can make you nervous, can make you happy can make you sweat, can make you, I mean, be a big bucket of jelly. Yeah. You get the butterflies and the anxiousness and, Mm -hmm. oh, that's fun. It's an amazing (laughs) feeling. And I think once you, 
once you get a taste of that love, whether it's at whatever time of your life, I think it's, it's an amazing feeling that you strive to get over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I know that when I'm really in love with somebody, I get this like weird feeling. I just want to lick their face. Like, I just want to like hug on them and love on them and yeah, it gets a little weird, but whatever it's when you're, when you're in love, you do stuff like that, or you want that closeness. You can't, you can't get enough of it when you're in love. Yes. Um, what do you think? What do you think love can be between people? Like, obviously there's love and in love. There's love where you love your children or you love this person so intensely, but it's not romance. It's just love. I love to be around them. I love what they do for me. And then there's in love where you want to give every single atom to this person. That's, I just think that there's different, different love comes from the different relationship like the love you have for your child where you want to protect them you want them to be everything that they need to be you you see the best in them even if they don't have it like that's um that's a very real that's a very real feeling but it it's completely different than someone I've had a sexual attraction to that that's the county it's like apples and oranges it's not even something that you can um you can compare. It's just the emotions, the feelings, the everything that comes from you and, and is brought onto you is just a different level, maybe, or just it's just different depending on each and every person that you're encounter. You're I encountering. think that I think part of the things you just said about love in general are also in love. Yeah. It, it they they kind of coincide with each other. You find those things that we're talking about of being love, like wanting to protect, wanting to do this, wanting to do that. And then when you find you're in love with somebody, you realize that it's turned up to 11. Mm-hmm. Everything that you've just said, I, I want to protect them. I want them in my life. I want to touch them. I want to smell them. But I also want to hear them in my head when they're not around because I know that they drive me to be a better person. They do um, do this or, or do that. Uh, it's an important thing, I think, to have both. You have to love someone, but you have to be in love to be in a romantic relationship, obviously. Yes, absolutely. But even that, I, I think, tends to change as time goes on. It, it starts out with the passion and it starts out with the with the more like lustful vibe. But take that 10, 15, 20 years down the line, it's a different feeling altogether. For sure. So it changes and it evolves and just does its own thing. It has to evolve. You have to keep evolving. Mm-hmm. But you can't, but you also can't de-evolve. Right. The things, the things that that make you in love with somebody cannot go away. Agreed. They, I think they have to continue to grow with with not losing the core love that you have. It's, it's a very hard thing to do, mostly in a relationship standpoint where you see somebody every day 
you're not dating you're and i'm talking about a real relationship when you go home to the person and have to see them at their worst that's what makes love the best to me when you can see someone at their worst and still have um the drive to want to see them every single day because what they say matters right that's yeah that's true there's there but i i feel that in some ways that that beginning love or the the emotions that you feel if those aren't worked on then it turns more into a different type of relationship that that may not be as fulfilling as it once was there needs to be I have um I have two friends that I, I met on my own separately. They weren't together at the time. I met one when I was in junior high and I met the other when I had turned 18. And I was friends separately with them. And then I don't know what happened, but they ended up getting together. They're married. They're they're some of my closest friends now. And I see the way that they were when they were young. Um, is exactly how they are. I don't know how long it's been 20 something years into it. Like that I had a party and she was up dancing and he was, he was sitting against the wall, just watching. And she was acting a fool, which she normally does. But I was looking at him and he just digs on that. Like, I think he was turned on watching her dance. And I was looking at him like, hell yeah, you go like love her like that all these years later. Cause that's what keeps that, that relationship going. That's what keeps that love alive. And it was really cute to see. For sure. I, I think there's something about what you believe real love is at least individually. Um, there's nothing like, being around somebody that you're in love with however many years later one two four it doesn't matter when you're around them and you still get butterflies or you still get sweaty palms or nervous because they just do something to you i've i've only really had that maybe twice in my life to where it doesn't matter. Anytime I see them, it, it drives me cuckoo. Like it's a very bizarre thing. And for myself, it, it's only happened a couple of times. So as I found it as an, uh, an older person, it, it really wanted me to dig my claws into it mm-hmm. because when you do it, when you're a teenager, it's different because it could be lust. It could be this, it could be that it's not what you think love is. I think as you get older, you're looking for something that, that turns you on mentally as well as physically. I think that it's, it's both neck and neck with me. I need, <laughs> cause I remember when I first fell in love with the first guy I ever really was in love with that, that instantaneous, Ooh, I want you. It, it's, um, it was something that I felt towards him for a long, long time. And that never went away. It just, you learn how to, you learn how to, uh, not let that get in the way 
but it's still, I, I, I think that if we, I think that in a way that that stuff, if, if you had it, you always have it, or you, the only way you don't is if you completely just blow it and you don't take care of it and you don't cherish that and you just let it go away, then I guess it would. But I, I still feel like those feelings that I got as a teenager versus the mature love when I fell in love later, they were still very much a part of how things needed to be for me. Okay. Uh, my later one obviously is a, a different one for me. It's much, I think that mentally stimulation for me is amazing. Mm -hmm. I, I want somebody that I can chat with without having any speed bumps with. It just seems natural. It seems almost unnatural that I can talk to somebody. I, I can talk to this person for hours and hours and hours and never get bored and mm -hmm. always want to hear them. It, it's that's something that is a huge thing for me. And again, obviously everyone likes the physical thing. Everyone wants a pretty face. Everyone wants this, that, and the other thing I, I can, I, I need to be mentally stimulated. Absolutely. Absolutely. There should always be that level of, you know, I, I believe that when you're in a really good relationship, they make you a better person. You want to be a better person because you know, they're watching. So you, you evolve and you grow and you, you try things that you wouldn't and you, and you put yourself out there so that you have a, a good relationship and a good rapport and you always have something to share. And that to me is something that when you have that, when you can hang on every word, when, and, and I got to tell you over the years, I've had to talk about crap. I didn't give one hoot about, but because of wanting to just hear the person talk, you could listen to anything and, and be interested in, and see what they're talking about and, and be there in the moment with them. And it amazes me that, that my brain could actually even do that. But when you love somebody, it's so easy. It's because it's Correct. they're captivating. Correct. That because in your eyes, they're the only one that can do that to you. Yeah. Um, it's funny. A couple of years ago, I had a friend of mine, and she told me uh, about this story, or I guess a story. I'll, I'll say an article more than anything. It was basically an article talking about that we only fall in love with three people in our lifetime. Right. And, and each one for a certain reason. So I brought up the article cause I thought it was kind of interesting. So I'll go over these three real quick and we can chat about these, but the first one, it says falling in love for the first time. It's the love that looks right. And it's basically we're young high school. It's an ideal love. It's the one that seems like fairy tales as we read as children. Mm-hmm. And it's basically appeals to everything that we want, but obviously we're too young to actually understand everything. And obviously you, you grow through it, right. but it doesn't mean that you weren't in love. Then there's the second love, which is the hard love. The hard love is the one that teaches us lessons about who we are and uh, that we often need to be loved. It's the one that hurts. It's the ones you go through lies and pain and manipulation. 
again, a lot for a lot of people, I would say it's, it's marriage <laughs> where no, where you end up, it, it, you end up in something that's very unhealthy, unbalanced, can be narcissistic and you get out of it. But it, where you find out that maybe you weren't in love, mm-hmm. but you felt like you were in love because the, that person at the time was right for the situation. You ended up being in something that ended up being good for you um, financially yeah. or situationally. And you may end up with great things from it, but not really being in love. Okay. Then the third one is the love that lasts. It's generally the unexpected love. It's basically things that shouldn't have happened. You shouldn't have met them. You shouldn't, you, you may be different, but for some reason it, it comes together. It, it's an interesting thing for me. Um, it's, it's the love that keeps knocking on our door, regardless of how long it takes to answer. Well, that's a good way of putting that. And I have seen it very much up close for myself and for my best friend who went through lots of relationships as a young man getting into his thirties, early forties. He finally met the one that shouldn't have been. He met someone that was from back East, like Michigan. And he met her in San Diego because he was traveling down there for work. So they met at a hotel, ended up having drinks together. She went back home to Michigan. He went back home to Lancaster. They, they would continue to to do these trips down to San Diego because they were both staying in the same hotel, doing different industries all together. Oh, wow. But would continue to meet at this bar, um, hang out, then started doing things within San Diego. Every time they got together, where they'd start doing things while they were working. They would, and then afterwards they would spend tons of time with each other. He ended up um, going and flying out to Michigan. She would come out and fly out here. They did this for almost a year. So they dated literally in two different States and ended up and then ended up um, obviously getting married. They got married in San Diego, a couple other fun things. I talked about this. I was the best man at his wedding. And I talked about these three loves during his, um, my speech, because I think it's something that's very important that when you do find that love, you grasp onto it and you don't let go. You, you fight for it. And he fought for something that shouldn't have happened. Someone yeah. that far away shouldn't have been in his life. They just happened to be at the right place at the right time. So when you get something like that, whether how as scary as it is, sometimes you have to take the leap of faith and try it. You, you definitely should. Cause if you don't, are you going to live with that as a regret? Yeah. It's a, what if a lot yeah. of what ifs. Mm-hmm. And, and I think as people, we sometimes fear makes us so hesitant that we grasp onto something that you think is correct when you should let go of that and fall into the water. I'm a very much, I'm a, I'm a jump in the water first. I don't twinkle my toes in it. 
as soon as I'm in love, I jump, I'm ready. Let's go. Um, and he kind of did that, which I think is a very, very cool thing. And he did it way later in life. I think that helped. Yeah. Because he was somewhat mature. Well, you know, I think too, what I always heard, if a man wants to be with you, he will, he'll find a way. So he just must've really had the want to be with her and he made it happen. I, and I find that, that men don't often do that. You know, they'll, they'll kick back and let women run the show. And it's, I guess that's the way that women have set them. (laughs) Women set them down this path. Let's be honest The you know, guys can't do anything right these days, but um, I think that because he just took the initiative and, and made something happen and chased it, he got what he wanted. I think that's for sure. I, I'm happy for him. There, there's something about the chase. Look, um, men who give up too early generally don't get anything. Right. Men who will drive three hours to see you for 25 minutes will, will be the ones who do their best to secure you. But they'll also get the best because they're making that effort. Yeah. And they're making that time mean something, mm-hmm. you know, it, the one person that can make you see, you see them for 20 minutes, but it feels like four hours is better than the person that you're with for four hours and you wish you weren't there. Oh, damn. You're right. You're, you know, you're absolutely I mean, right. Uh, I've spent 20 minutes with somebody that, that felt like an eternity. So right? like to me, that's, there's something to that. So I don't know. I, I think that love will make you do crazy shit. Don't get me wrong. Like it will make you drive hours and hours to see somebody in and you know, you can't see them for a long period of time because you just want to see them. There's mm-hmm. something to that. And, and hopefully if that ends up being something, you don't be the one who doesn't want to see them when you have the time. Right. No, I, I, I feel that when you really want to be with somebody, there's nothing that's going to stop you from it. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. You guys, you just got to keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, how in your eyes, how does love happen for you? I know that's mm. kind of a vague question and kind of something that's very, very open-ended, but is there something that clicks in your head? Like when you finally are goo goo and again, it, it, this could have been at any time in your life. What clicks what? for you? I don't know. When I'm in love, I want to share intimate thoughts, feelings, like my emotions. I, I, I just feel like I want to spend that time sharing with them and, and telling them stories and getting to know them, but also listening to them and having them, um, you know, tell me theirs. You, it's funny. Cause when, when I'm dating somebody, I don't want to hear the stories of like things that they did were perfect. I'm one that like, tell, I I tell stupid things that I did or, or embarrassing moments that I have. Like, I, I like to share who I am and that's very much who I am. I'm not, um, I'm not one that's going to be perfect at 
you know, at any turn, it could change it quickly with me. So for me, it's, I want somebody that could, they could laugh at me with me and, and enjoy that. I don't know. I think that when I'm in love, I, I want to know, and I want to share equally. And, and it's not, I'm not trying to win them over. I'm just trying to be real with them. Correct. Uh my thing is that I like to, I like to understand that people are broken too. No, okay. nobody is perfect. And if you can open up about real feelings, yeah, you, you will fall in love much quicker. Um, you can talk on the telephone and really not date someone for quite a long time and, and learn so much about them that there's already a seed going to start growing. Mm -hmm. Then when you see them and you start dating them, it's, it's just them watering it. And then they'll open up more and then you'll open up more and then they'll open up. And the next thing you know, you know, the insides of out of the, of this person. Uh, I know I'm in love when I feel like I'm melding in with somebody mm -hmm. to where the only thing that I want to hear is, the small things like tell me everything just it, how was your day how was this how was this and that i know i care yeah like a true care feeling of you know if you're dating someone with kids it's how are your kids today you, you have to care about them as much as you care about yourself oh absolutely because without that there's you're gonna just end up hurting somebody Mm -hmm. But what, but when I feel like I can be myself around somebody, even though maybe we're not the same, but I can be me and I want that person to be them. And when they're being them, you, you get the butterflies or the sweaty hands or the goo goo eyes. And there's nothing better than that. Or when you look into someone's eyes and stare and you don't have to say a word because your eyes are telling the story. And I know that sounds so Hollywood bullshit, but I'll, I'll tell you, it's very, very real. At least for me, the, I, I love that. I can look in someone's eyes and not say a word and, and they're telling me something. Mm -hmm. I like when, when you're actually in each other's presence, you, it, you both just relax. Like you both breathe, just, okay, we made it, you know, that, that feeling for me, that familiarity, that, that very safe space. That's when I know that I'm in love with someone. Yeah. You, you don't have to wear a mask. Not at all. There, there's no mask. It's, it's the one time you can feel naked without being naked. Mm -hmm. There's something to that part to me that when you can say whatever it is and know that there's zero judgment because they've lived the same kind of life as you or something. Or they just love you enough to let you be flawed or to be a certain way. I mean, when, when I love someone and they're just being them, they're not, they could be totally, they could think differently. They could be doing something differently than I would do it that I totally don't agree with. But when you love someone, you'll just let them have that and not try to take it away. For me, it's it's very hard because 
you don't want to change a person. You want them to stay who they are. That's who you're falling in love with. But at the same time, you're you're together and you, like you say, meld into each other, that that everything does start to change. You do start to blend in together. And, and as much as you don't want the change to occur, it kind of does because the relationship evolves. But that's but natural morphing. Yeah, it is. If you you can't you can't go in going, I'm gonna change for this person, because it'll never work. But right. if you can go in and open your eyes to their ideas or their or their moral standings or even as much as saying, hey, I'm going to listen to this and this and this because you're into it and maybe I can get something from it. it, it relationships are still learning. You have to learn to be in them. You because if you don't, you're just going to end up in a complacent relationship saying everything's just fine. Mm. And that's the kiss of death, or at least it was for mine because I, for way too long in my marriage thought everything was just okay. And it wasn't. And I was too blind to myself to realize it until it was too late. There's something about knowing that, that as a man, yeah, I, I know I had a lot to do with mine breaking up mm-hmm. so in but we my neck- but we all we all do i mean there's not one person that goes into the relationship being perfect while the other one's fucking it up like it everybody has a part to play because nobody is perfect correct no but but again i think holding on too long mm. is part of that problem right. where you get so complacent that you're like yeah, I'm just going to hold on to this because it seems like the right thing to do or we're in love, but maybe you're not, maybe you love that person, but you're not in love anymore. And I think that that's the bigger problem. And it happens to a lot of people. Yeah. With, with my ex, we definitely got in the place of being complacent. We both weren't happy, but we weren't really miserable. Like we, we enjoy each other as people, but I could honestly say that we lost like that, that spark, that fire. But then I realized, I realized how much I loved him when we decided to set each other free because I want him to be in that crazy love that, that excites him and motivates him and keeps him um, driven and, and doing what makes him happy just as much as I want that for me. And at some point it just stopped happening between the two of us. We're still very good friends. If, if you leave the two of us alone and we go out to lunch or, or dinner, we're sharing stuff, we're talking, we're having a really good time. There's no, there's no bullshit. And, and I'm not bullshitting you about that. We, we have a good time because we, we work, I'm, I'm working so hard to keep him as whole as he could be going through this divorce. And I want to stay as whole as I could be. And I think that, um, what I've learned is that that love, that love is is very special when you could set someone free and and let them find what they're missing. Yeah, for sure. I, I think that that happened in mine. Um, she went and found what she needed at the time. Uh, and it wasn't me. And that's OK. It, it's OK to at some point realize that it's slipping out of your hands 
but you love them enough to say you want them to have what they're looking for. Yes. Um, I have a friend who um, just broke up with her husband because he wants kids and she doesn't. Oh, now, and it's a, and it's a very small time of the marriage. It's only like two years now. Obviously that's something that should have been talked about, but she has a career and the career ends up being in the way of what maybe a family would end up being, mm-hmm. but you don't stay in that relationship to try to, because you love them. You get out of it to make sure that the person who wants babies or wants marriage or wants this can have that. Let them go have that. If yeah, that's you not what you're looking if that's not what you're looking for, it's okay. Yeah. Regardless of time. You, if you're with somebody for two years or 10, if at some point, if it stops being what you're looking for, you have to be honest with both of you and say, this isn't working anymore. You know, who wants to be the person who lives in the bedroom down the hall? I, I was lucky. I, I didn't have to go through that. We, it, it was very straightforward it was this is what i'm doing i'm moving out blah 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 so that went smooth for me you gotta love them enough to let them go give them their freedom and and at the end of the day you have to hope that that's what was right for you but if you're already feeling like oh fuck i gotta go home to this or i gotta go home to that and they're gonna be this way or if you're going home and all you want is some kind of physical contact and you're not getting it. No, I hate that. (laughs) Then No, but it's true. You have to decide what is right for everyone. Mm -hmm. And, and, and you can't worry about your kids. That's another thing people do. I think far too often for love is, is worry about what your kids are going to think and worry about what this is going to think. Look, my son was six. We let Mm -hmm. him decide who he wanted to live with. We sat at a kitchen table and decided we didn't go. There was no court. There was no judges. There was no nothing. We sat down with my kid at six years old and said, this is what's going to happen. Who would you want to live with? Now, looking back on that, probably not the greatest idea. (laughs) It worked out. Seriously, it did work out, but it probably wasn't the greatest idea. But we were just thinking outside the box because we were trying to make this as simple as we could. Mm -hmm. And my son is fine. He's going to be 19 in December. So like he's gone through this whole thing. He understands that mom and dad divorce. He understands mom and dad love him. He understands all that stuff. And he doesn't really remember much before six years old. He doesn't remember us being together, living together. He, he knows small things. Kids are resilient regardless of their age. My daughter was the one who called me and said, you need to make this thing with your mom or with, with my mom end. you're both not happy. You're not doing this, make it end. You know, you don't want to stay in something too long because you're afraid your kids are going to be damaged over it. That's not realistic. They're, they're resilient. They'll get over it. They'll move on. They'll understand. Happiness is a one time thing. If you're, if you can find it, jump in. You really think that I do, I, but I'm, I'm a hopeless romantic. Right. 
So it's going to be hard to sway me because I believe that you can have the greatest relationship in the world. I'll never say a fairy tale because I think that that's crazy. And Hollywood makes love be great. But I think if you both understand the workings of each other's brains, you can do that every day. If there's something about if you're in your kitchen and you're cooking to grab your mate and dance with them. I love that. But that's, but people look at that as being, why are you doing that to me? I'm supposed to be cooking. Yeah. So who cares? Let it, let it go for a second. You have to be open up to the idea that, that, that kind of relationship is real, whether you get there or not. But the whole point is if you know that there, that can happen, open yourself up to letting that in. Because if you're, if you're always going to be the person that's like, yeah, um, he's not like this and he's never going to be like this, or she's not like this, you're never going to get there. Yeah. There's self therapy. And, and if people aren't like that, what are you doing that you're not like, seriously, if you're not grabbing your wife and, and dancing with her in the kitchen or having sex in a place that may not be the most appropriate, or if you're not taking those moments and making something with your partner, what a waste of time and of, of who you guys could be together. For sure. It's risk versus reward. Absolutely. The more you risk, the more you get. If you, if you stay stagnant, you're going to be stagnant until you're dead. And and it's the kiss of death. And to me, it's look, you can, you can have everything. You can be getting my rent was paid. My car, we had a lot of money. We just put in a new staircase. No one was happy. (laughs) Think about that. We had everything. Mm Mm-hmm. After that, we had nothing. And it's funny how we ended up both being okay. You can be okay. It's okay to get out of a love to get into a love that may be what you really want. And you have to risk to get that reward. And you may have to risk many times to get that reward. Yeah. And and it is damaging. But if you understand that your heart heals, I think it's something that can happen. And it does. I mean, as much as I've been through in my life, the one thing I know is I've always been able to pick it up and move on and, and even grow from it. So I think that um, we're definitely capable of restarting our life at any given time, or I wouldn't have left. <laughs> Here I am in the middle of it. I definitely have to believe that for both of us, we're going to be happy and, and, if, if we do this right, we'll still be able to be friends in the process because I do believe that we have been in each other's life for a reason and it's still okay to be there just in a different capacity. I agree, but even if you're not friends, it had to happen. It did. It did. So that, that's with everyone. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm cordial with my ex-wife. I, I have no ill feelings whatsoever. Um, I, I would call her my friend because I just think that we raised a kid together, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that we did things outside of birthday parties or whatever. And I stopped worrying about what she did because that's the only way you can move on. You have to, you have to yeah. understand that they have their own life. And again, I had a child, so it was, you know, make sure that my kid sees mom and my kid lived with me. 
I used to have friends that would come up to me and they're like, so uh, how's she doing? And I'd go, nah, I don't know. Yeah. And they were like, well, you know, don't you care? No, I don't. She's, she's living her own life. I don't care if she goes out on the weekend. Yeah. I have my kid and she shouldn't give a shit what I do when my son's at her house. It doesn't matter anymore. We've decided to move on and moving on is okay. It, it's, there's nothing wrong with it. It, you can survive. We are, we are very resilient people. It, yeah, it hurts. Yeah, it's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you, you might have to change your lifestyle. But it doesn't mean that you're not going to find happiness. Here's a question Agreed. for you. Here's a question for you, because I have one that's uh, written on my, my notes over here. Okay. Do you think that once you're in love with somebody, that it stops? Do you think you ever stop being in love with somebody? Never. There, it there's turn, always some connection. It turns to something else, whether like for some people, it turns to hate. Uh, some people, it turns to resentment. But I think that if you didn't love somebody, it would never get to that because you can't be bothered by somebody that doesn't matter to you. So but that's the negative side. I believe that there is a part of me that has stayed in love with every single person that I've ever been in love with. And whether I show that to the person now or not, I believe it's there. It's definitely inside of me. I'll I'll go with you there. I think that the people that you have no feelings for at all, you were never in love with. Agreed. You were in lust or you had a great time together. The people that you were in love with, you never forget. No, never. You may, you may never you may never worry about them, but you, you still care what has happened to them or what will happen to them. Mm-hmm. If you're in a relationship currently and you decide this has to end, you, you know, you put in time with somebody time does matter. I think that that's a, that is a big deal, but time mm-hmm. shouldn't be the only thing. Time is just time and you'll have new time with new person and that time will grow as well. And hopefully you've learned something from your last relationship that, okay, I did this, this, and this wrong. I have to work on these things within my new relationship. But I think part of that is, is learning how to love yourself in between those two. Agreed. Absolutely. Because if you you don't love yourself, you're never going to be in love. Real love. Two with that. If you're in love with a person they're, they're constantly building you up, telling you, you can do something, telling you that you, you are good enough, that you are beautiful enough, that you are whatever it is that you need to hear to be, to be right for them. For sure. I mean, look, we all want to hear that and, and we all hope it's true. But if I tell someone they're beautiful, I could tell them a million times, but unless they understand that they are beautiful to themselves, there's always going to be an issue. I think that there's something to say that I can, I can think someone's the most beautiful person in the world and no one else does. That doesn't make them any less beautiful. Agreed. 
And, and that goes for everyone. Looks aren't everything. They're not. Right. But what I, what I'm saying is I think that when, when you truly love someone and you value their opinions, they kind of help put all the broken pieces back together so that you do think higher of yourself, that you are, you turn into a better person when you're with someone that really loves you. Sure. They're glue. They're the glue Mm -hmm. that can, can keep, you're always going to be broken. Right. They're the, they're the ones that just put enough glue to let you function and, and to keep you going through the hard times because there, right. there's going to be hard times. There's going to be hard times for you and there's going to be hard times for them. It's knowing when to listen and when to talk and knowing that you can go to your mate or the person you're in love with and say, what do I need to do tonight? Do I need to listen or do I need to give you an answer? Because sometimes people just want to vent. They don't, they just go listen to me and that's it. I and, noticed, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I noticed that you, you talked about that before and I realized that my husband did not know how to fix me or to, to do what was going to be right for me at the time. And I found that he had a lot of anxiety about it. And then I went and looked at other men and they were all feeling the same way. And one thing that I had to, had to say to my, my ex is um, you don't have to fix me. I just need you to listen. Like you're not responsible for anything that I'm about to say but can you please listen? Cause I need to bounce that off of you. And once I did that and I dropped, he dropped his guard because I told him he didn't have to have one. And then he wasn't set up to fail. All he had to do was listen. And that's exactly what I wanted. But I think that women as women we're so complicated, men can't keep up and we, we need to be able to tell them that so that they can be what they need to be for us. Sure. Cause I think they want to be, they just don't know what the heck to do about it like you said, like we're, we're broken. We're all in pieces for, for the person that I want to be with. I, I want to, I just want to hold your pieces. I understand you're broken. It's okay. But you have to, you have to be open to understand that. I know you're, you're not perfect and you, and you're going to be broken and you're going to have bad days. And let me, let me hold you together during the bad days because if you can hold someone together during the bad days on the good days, you can hold them lightly. Yeah. You hold them loosely. You know, there's a great song, right? You know, hold on loosely, um, hold loosely but, but don't let but, go. But don't let go. That's, that is the bigger thing is, is hold on to that person all the time, but you owe, you don't have to smother them all the time, but you have to, they have to know that your hands are on their hips. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm there, but I, I don't always have to be, grabbing a hold of you and smothering you. But when you want me to, I'm there for you. That's the biggest thing. And mostly emotionally, emotional, emotional help is the, is the biggest one. And a good relationship will have each of you evolving in the right way. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and we'll be a roller coaster ride to get there. Mm -hmm. If you don't think there's going to be ups and downs to get to where you think you are, you're crazy. Within, no, it's insane. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I think it's okay. It's like people who think that, Oh, we're nothing alike. You are alike. You just, you're looking for these big, huge things 
sometimes it doesn't have, it could be as easy as that you're morally the same and you can, you can find things within that, that will put your relationship further. It, you know, we're all not going to be the same because you'd be with somebody who was just boring. I don't want to look in the mirror all the time. Yeah. I, I get you on that. I want someone who's different than me yet has a lot of these core beliefs that I'm, that I believe in. So to me, that's love. It's, it's finding that one person who sparks you so much that you're willing to listen to something or someone or listen to them until they, they morph into you and change you on their own. It's mm-hmm. not like I need you to change for me. You just end up being someone new. Yeah, you do. And, and how can you not change? Like I was in a relationship for 20 years with my ex. How do you not change? Everything changes. Nothing is supposed to stay the same. That's the one consistent thing about life is that it's going to change. Mm-hmm. And it, correct. And if you're smart and, and you do it right, you change for the better. And you evolve into a better person, a better lover, a better friend, a better everything. Yeah, there, there has to be both in a relationship. You have to be a friend and you have to be a lover. You can't just be one. Right. To me. I agree. Uh, you, you can, because if you're just someone's friend, you're not getting the physical and emotional side of what you need. And you can't just be a lover because you need to be able to listen to what friends say to each other. So it, it's a two-way street. It, you have to be able to combine both of those together. And it's hard because we end up usually being one or the other. I get that. And, and there's nothing worse than that, than being like, uh, I love this person. They're my friend. They're my best friend. Okay, great. But are you missing this, this, and this? Well, yeah. Okay, do you want that? Well, yeah. Okay, then you're not with the right person. Because the Agreed. right person, because the right person should be able to give you both. Absolutely. And, and then and, some. Yeah. And, and I'm, and I've been there. Like I've been there to where I, I physically love this person, like them. I love to be around them. I love to touch them. I love to look at them. And I love to, like I said, read their eyes. But I also love that I can whisper in their ear that I'm having a bad day and my kids doing this and I'm stressed out. And what do you think? Because I want both. I want to be able to, to climb in bed with my, my mate at the end of the night and, and be physically with them, give them a hug, tell them I'm there for them and then whisper back. Don't worry about it where I'm, I'm there too, because you're my best friend and you're my lover. It's, it's a shame that, because you say that, and that sounds so good in theory, but it's so difficult sometimes in a relationship because you're thinking about the bills and you got to be to work early and the damn cat needs to be at the vet and the kids need to be at school and everything happens. I think it's so hard to keep that, that I don't even know what you would call it. Like a, it's upkeep. Yeah. Yeah. But but you, this is something that, that both of you have to know though. If you're going to get into a relationship where you're working, you, you understand that the bills are always going to be there. The bills, Absolutely. the rent, the kids, 
the grandkids, dinner, this, this, and that. At the end of the night, you have to know, both of you have to understand that it, you, you worked all day to get to this, but still can go to somebody and look them believably in the eyes and say, there's nothing more than I'd rather be than here. And I love you. Mm-hmm. And it's hard that that's a hard thing to get to. It, it, it is. I'm not trying to say that it's something that's easy because if it was, there wouldn't be a 53% divorce rate. Yeah. But you have to believe that you can get there. You, you don't, you don't settle. Settling is the worst thing you can ever do. That settling to me is going and buying luggage and going, well, they don't have black, but I'll take Brown. <laughs> That's settling. You don't, you don't, you don't settle on your, your relationship. Settling on a relationship breeds hate, breeds resent, breeds resentment. Absolutely. And it breeds, it breeds an end. Yes. And it may, it may be two months and it may be 10 years, but at some point you've bred an end and then you don't know how to get out of it. How do you get out of that when you've bred all this shit that you think is great and everyone around you thinks it's great, but you are laying in bed at night, crying yourself to sleep inside your head yeah. because you, because you can't show the person because they know it's already messed up and they know it's not real. And they know it's at an end who wants to get there. I don't want to get there. I want to do it at day one and go every night before we go to bed, we tell each other, we love each other. And if there's a problem, you speak to me. Communication is key. I can communicate with somebody that I've known for four years better than I can with someone that I was married to. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even, you know, being jokeful at all. So you can do that. You can be in a relationship for two years and it'd be better than the relationship you were in for 15. It's yeah. about who you're with and how you communicate with them. That's the biggest thing. It's also at 15 years, if you grew if you grew in different directions, it wouldn't be the, it wouldn't even be a relationship you'd pick at, at the, you know, at the current time, because there's so much to it. I mean, you think about it, it's, it's really hard to stay in love with somebody that you meet in your twenties, when you're in your thirties, when you're in your forties, when you're in your fifties, because I don't know about you, but I have changed in so many ways that I'm not, I was not the same person. And, and we would joke about it. You're not even close to being the same person. Even now, he tells me the same thing. And I, I don't know, I'm changing. I always have. So how do you, how do you stay in love like that when you're, you're not even the same person? Exactly. I, I think as you, as you have a relationship later in life, um, obviously you're pretty much settled in, but truly I've changed in the last two years. I mm-hmm. I've, I've done things that, that I would say that I would have never done, or I've changed, uh, my way of thinking, uh, lots of things. So yes, we're going to continually change, but it's when you see the change happen, you, you go to them and say, I think you're changing, or I see this change. Is everything okay? How do we, how do I build on to you while you're changing? It's okay to change. I mean, unless it's just something utterly sideways, like you wake up one day and say you're a vegan. (laughs) I mean, which, which happens to people, but you, I think you can even go through that. I mean, that's okay, but you have to be able to communicate 
look, I'm changing or I see you changing. Why are you changing? What, what is different than it was a year ago or 10 years ago? If it's something very, very huge and you can't do it, you've already, you've already passed up the time of fixing it. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know because if you were to ask my ex what I was like before versus now, I'm totally two different people. He never asked me if I was changing. I think he was happy for it. I think he was happy because I, I grew up, I evolved. I changed my perspective. I, he was 12 years older than me too. So he could see what was happening to me 10 years after it happened to him. So he understood the, the, the progress, the growth that, that a person goes through from being in their thirties, forties to fifties, you know, he, he already knew what to expect with that. So he encouraged every bit of growth, every bit of change. And he didn't, he didn't do it in a way where he was ever fearful either. And I commend him for that. Cause there's a, there's a song, it's a country song. And I, I think it's so cool. It's just, if you, if you love her, leave her wild like let her be herself and don't try mm-hmm. to change her. And I think that is the coolest song because I do believe that that's what he did to, for me. I mean, it didn't work out for us to be together forever, but he let me be me. He let me do all the steps in between trying to figure out who I was then and who I am now. And he still encourages that, which I'm always, I've always been grateful for that. I think if you, Look, you, you, you have to understand that you, you fall in love with the person that you fall in love with, mm-hmm. but you have to realize, yes, there's going to be change. Yes. It, it's great to leave them wild. I think that that's an important thing because it's the one thing that keeps us human. You know, there's yeah. a, there's a human side to that. But love will again lead to complacency. If you don't talk about those changes or those growths to where you're not outgrowing someone. Right. Growth is great, but you can't outgrow me. Like, and if you are, tell me that you've outgrown me earlier so we can get out of this and, and have something that's going to be okay with everyone involved because people stay with people for the wrong reasons. I have a friend who stayed with somebody for 17 years, 17. Mm-hmm. And now is you know, close to four, uh, close to 50 and just got out of it. Yeah. I have a friend and regrets. I have a friend that said he's happy enough in the relationship and it's basically cheaper to keep her, that he could be happy enough that he wouldn't change because of the money aspect too. And I was like, wow, does money really play that big of a role in, yes. in whether you want to be happy or not? I, Some people. I, I was surprised. I, I didn't see that. But I mean, I, I understand. I get what he's saying. I completely understand what he's saying. I just couldn't believe I'd ever hear that or that somebody would even just say it. I mean, that's pretty honest if you think sure. about it, you know, like uh, really honest. But there's people wow. who don't want to lose their lifestyle. I don't give a crap. You know, tomorrow we could have the big freaking earthquake that they say California is going to drop off into the ocean. Guess what? Lifestyle's over. You know, going yeah. through COVID, lifestyle's over. Like, you know, 
it's amazing. Here's my thing. You can't buy happiness. Agreed. Totally. You can't. Yeah. I, I, I'd rather, I'd rather be regular. Like no one wants to struggle, but sometimes struggle makes people stronger. And oh, yeah. if I, if I can struggle with the one person that I can't wait to get home to, I'd struggle tomorrow. Mm. Because I was in a relationship where I wasn't struggling and obviously wasn't happy. Yeah. You know, I, I remember when you were married and you just seemed very like ho-hum about it. Like, yeah, this is just my life. Mm-hmm. And then you were good at that. Like I, I thought you were happy or you were where you wanted to be with it. And, and I should have known you weren't happy and you weren't where you wanted to be, but don't, I'm not going to say anything until you want to talk about it, you know? Sure. And again, I, I think I was just complacent. It was like, I got through life. I did this every day. I had a car. I paid the rent. I had my child. This blah, is what blah, marriage blah. is. This is what is. And, yeah. and after, and again, it took me about six or seven months after I was separated, going into a divorce to realize that I wasn't happy years before that and probably should have got out way before. Yeah. And, and then when you meet someone later on who changes the way you feel, by being something that it was the same and a polar opposite, it makes mm-hmm. you see love differently. And I see love differently now. It, it's good. just a different thing. I mean, it's, I look, I can look at somebody and read them and see something from it again, just by their eyes. They don't have to say a word. And I know they're either happy or hurting or, gives me a way to read them to where I'm like, okay, what, what's going on? What can I do for you? Is there any way I can help? Is this, this, it, I, I learned a lot because of my divorce. Let's just say yeah. that. We all do. Yeah. And, and, and you should. <laughs> absolutely. And, and uh-huh. you know, it's so, to me, it's, this has been a roller coaster, the whole like leaving a relationship that that I thought was gonna go forever. Um the I always tell him, I still love you. You haven't lost me, I haven't lost you. I just gave you your freedom back. Mm-hmm. And and I really do believe that. I do he he's a kick. I mean, he's a good person. I'll spend I'll spend time with him from now until the day I die. I know I will because I'll make the effort. But he wasn't happy going and doing what I like to do. I mean, he made the best of it because he's just a good guy like that. But it wasn't serving his soul. It wasn't making him happy just as much as it didn't make me happy to do the things that he wanted to do. That's where we were. We were so different that we weren't we weren't together. And, right. and that, that was a hard situation. So giving him his freedom to be happy scares the shit out of me. I'm not going to lie because that means that I'm going to go without, I'm going to lose him. I'm going to have mm-hmm. to let go. Like there's things that are going to have to happen. But on the other hand, I want, because I love him so much. I want so bad for him to have what makes him happy every single day and what's going to drive him to live his life with, with passion and, and fun and excitement and everything that he wants out of it. Mm-hmm. It, 
we didn't want the same things. We never did. We said, I want this. Okay. I'll agree to that. I want that. Okay. We'll agree to it. We did it like we were picking a, a, a team for, you know, dodgeball at school. That's how we kind of went with how we were going to build our relationship. And we worked it successfully for, for 20 years, but then we both realized, why are we doing all this? What we don't, it's not well, where we want exactly. to be. There, there's, there's something to making decisions, but there's still something about passion. Yeah. You know, if you don't have the passion to come home or the passion to hold someone or because it, that is important. If, if you think it's not, you're crazy. That, that will drive you to find that. And, yeah. and you have to have both. You can be best friends, but you have to be, physically and emotionally there and you can you can have all that physical and touchy moments but if you can't go to them and say i'm having a bad day please help me that's what best yeah. friends do so it's a it's a two-way street you, you have to get there however it is and if you're not there don't it's not okay to to be okay or settle or i'm fine or it's happy safe. enough or happy enough that there is no happy enough. I don't want to be happy enough. I want to be happy. And that's I it. agree. I agree. All right. Well, I think we've, uh, we've, we've done our time for tonight. I think this was a great show. We, we, we definitely did go a little longer than we usually do, but I think this will not be the last show on love or relationships because, well, there's a lot of stuff to talk about still. Let me, before we go, say to join us on Facebook and share us with your friends. Also, uh, find us and subscribe on Amazon, Spotify, Google, Apple Podcast, Overcast, Chrome, Facebook, Alexa. And, and please, guys, share with your friends. We're at 44 downloads for an average of our shows, and we want to keep doing this. So uh, if you could help us by sharing it with your friends and getting it out there for us, we'd really appreciate it. And if you have any feedback or if there's anything you'd like to say, feel free to, to get us on social media and, uh, and talk to us. Let us know where you're at. Sounds good. Sounds good. And I think this was a great show. Thank you, Tina. I am the professor. And as always, don't get this twisted. It's all opinions. We all have them. And, uh, you know, they all suck. We'll see you next week.